Good morning, everyone. It is January the 24th, 2021. This is your instant, not so instant reaction to Manchester City versus Cheltenham Town. FA Cup, fourth round, City wins three to one. I got some points to make about that uh, match, but I want to talk about a few things first. I want to thank all of the new listeners out there, the new viewers on the YouTube video channel. We are absolutely growing by leaps and bounds. We are adding new features and have more features planned coming up. A lot of it to focus on the FAWSL programming notes coming up today and tomorrow. We will be looking at today. We will bring Mr. Adam Bateman back on today to talk about Manchester United women's match against Birmingham, which is actually kicking off as we speak in the next 30 minutes. Uh, We will get his reaction to United trying to respond after that suffering, that loss against the Chelsea Blues over the last weekend. We will have on Monday, we're looking to have Emma back from Manchester City Women Fancast to give her reaction to City Women in their Conti Cup loss, which was a gut-wrenching, courageous loss war two against, guess who, the Chelsea Blues and their reaction match against Brighton, which is later on today, Sunday, the 24th of January. Uh, If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a look at giving a five-star rating and a comment to see, make sure that other folks can get a hold of this podcast when they look for it. We do something very unique here, so it makes us a little bit hard to find. But what we're trying to do is we are trying to expand. We're looking at English football with a Manchester, ah, with a Manchester angle and so forth. But we're going to expand. We're looking at expanding. If you, if you are a fan, a supporter of a Arsenal women, B Chelsea women, or Liverpool, period. If you are a supporter, knowledge of supporter of any of those three clubs, we want to hear from you. DM us on our Twitter, Keith, K-E-I-T-H underscore, Lizenby, L-I-S-E-N-B-E-E. We want to hear from you. We want to get you on to talk about your club on a regular basis. We are expanding the FAWSL coverage on this podcast to put some more flags in the ground, in the red clay here in the ATL. Moving forward, moving forward. So um, those are the programming notes. We will be looking at the three points from Manchester City against Cheltenham more than meets the eye. You got to dig deep. You got to dig deep and look at this match. If you're a City fan, you got to look deep. Let's get to those three points coming right up. Welcome back to Manchester's Burning, 24th of January on a Sunday here in the ATL. When I was growing up, oh, these are the three points to the not-so-instant reaction to Manchester City against Cheltenham Town, fourth-round FA Cup competition. When I was growing up as a kid, I loved college basketball. I loved it. I grew up uh, in the late 70s and throughout the 80s as a teenager. 
graduated high school in 1989. That tells you how old I am. But as I was growing up, when I was a little kid, now my son's age, about seven, eight, nine years old, I fell in love with college basketball. My dad loves college basketball. and He's always loved college basketball. And one of the highlights of college basketball, if you don't know, most of you are from the U.S., so you do know this, but some of you are not. But the biggest thing to love about college basketball is the NCAA tournament, which is in March. And sadly, this past March, due to the pandemic, that tournament never took place, which is which was very sad, actually, very, very sad on multiple levels. But the reason why we love the NCAA tournament so much in college basketball is because that is when giant killers can knock off giants. When the proverbial Goliath gets beaten by David, when you see the number one seeds get dropped in the first or second round by a team you've never, ever heard of before. And you've seen it happen, the giant killing. Love the giant killing, the underdogs making it to the final four, all that kind of stuff. Well, soccer fans and fans who are not soccer fans, I should tell you, you have the same setup going on in England with the in the UK with the FA Cup. The FA Cup is a competition where basically every single team is allowed to enter. Basically, every team, every club team is allowed to enter. No matter how low on the totem pole you are, you are entering into the UK FA Cup big dance. Okay, now the big clubs, the big boys, top seeds in the Premier League, they they get to come in like in the third round. All right, they get to come in the third round because they're the top seed, so they don't have to play, you know, some team in the sixth uh, division. But what you end up happening is in the third, fourth round, you end up having situations where. You have the proverbial Davids playing the proverbial Goliaths. And throughout history, throughout history of the FA Cup, you have situations where there are giant killing episodes. Where you have the big time underdog knocking off one of the Premier League giants. And every year it happens. A team gets upset from the Premier League. Every year it happens. And yesterday we almost had almost had one of the biggest giant killing episodes probably in the history of FA Cup. I don't know the the deep, weed deep, mud deep detail of FA Cup history, to be honest with you. Okay, I've just been following this sport not for very long, but but I know there have been giant killings out there. And this, Cheltenham Town being the fourth division, the fourth division, the fourth tier of English football against the top team or one of the top three or four teams in the Premier League top flight getting knocked off. Fourth tier team against the top of the top in English football getting knocked out. Getting knocked out. That's a 16 seed taken out of one. Basically, if you want to look at it in NCAA tournament terms. And you almost had that. And that is why the FA Cup is magical. Now, I'm hearing that the, the FA Cup in its um, status has been declining, which is sad. And I'm not sure why, 
and I'm not sure it's a, there's a chicken egg thing about it to me. There in some of the the early rounds when you got a giant playing a, a, a one of the giant killer wannabes out there, you, you know, sometimes the top club will not put out its full lineup. They won't put out team number 1. And the probably the reason why is it's just too much football. Oh my god, I just said it. I just said it. There's too much football. Yeah. When you got the battery acid cup when you've got three other possible competitions of these big giants, big boys, boys are into, there's so many competitions that, and then the fixture congestion this year, more so than any other year, you have scenarios in which teams are like, oh, we're playing a fourth tier team. Do we really put out a starting lineup with our best squad? No, we're not going to, unless it's one of the big boys, which makes me very interested to see what Manchester United and Liverpool have in store with each other when they play today, because they're in the fourth round against each other. So, and sometimes these coaches are like, mm, no, nah, I'm going for a league title. I'm going for a Champions League. I'm going to rest my peoples, particularly against a third tier team, second tier team, fourth tier team. So you had in this lineup, well, let me, let me step back before I go there. The magic of the FA Cup is this, and it's sad, is that you have scenarios where Cheltenham Town never has played against Manchester City. Never prior to yesterday. Never in their dreams had anyone who plays for that team, who coaches for that team, who works for that team, ever dreamed that the biggest club in England or one of the biggest clubs in England at the moment would come to their field to play them in a competition that wasn't for cheese and crackers. They never dreamed of it. You saw it in the program notes. I bought the program notes from the virtual ticket just to give for a good cause. And I saw the program notes. They see, they saw it from the words of their manager. They saw it as an opportunity. They saw it as a, as a chance to, to tell, show the world something, to show the world what they're made of, to show the world that they even exist. They, they're there. This poor, this club losing money hand over fist in the pandemic because there's no fans in the stands. Figuring out, okay, how are we going to get some money into this team? Well, you get into the FA Cup and you advance a couple rounds, actually a few rounds because they were in the first round, second round, and third, made it to the fourth round, got some money for it, and then sold virtual tickets. They found a way, okay? And so here they are. A team had to come to them. A big club, big, big club, a huge club had to come to them. And you could tell that this was their final. This was their championship match. This was their tournament championship match. This meant everything to them. None of those players who play for Cheltenham Town would never put on a Premier League jersey and play for a Premier League team, ever. None of them. None of them will. But they got a chance to play for one night, one night only, against a Premier League team as if they were one. And they fought with courage, fortitude, strength of will, perseverance, persistence, with everything they had. They gave it all. They put it all out there as long as they could. Mentally and physically, they put themselves at a level because of their mentality at a place that they've never dreamed of because this, they knew 
the moment. They rose to the moment. They rose to the moment. And they gave Manchester City, I knew within the first 20 minutes, they were going to give them a match. This was going to be much harder than Pep Guardiola, Uncle Pep, thought it would ever be. And they fought hard. Amateurish at times, yes, but they fought hard. They were solid. They were organized. They were disciplined. And that's exactly what you need to do physically, mentally. They were the same. That's exactly what you need to do. If you want to gotten you on one shot deal, that's what you do. You put it on the line and that's what they did. The sad fact of the matter is that maybe it's because teams like City are not putting out their starting lineup, their top team, their A team, whatever. And that's why some people are not interested in the FA Cup. Oh, they're going to put up a junk team. They're playing a junk other team. Forget it. I'm not going to watch this. But the reason to watch is what happened yesterday. The reason to watch is to watch a fourth-tier team put out everything on the line for the game, not for the money. But for the game, one shot, one moment in time. <laughs> That's a reference to the NCAA tournament, for those of you who don't know. They put it out there. And you got to give them credit. They fought hard for 85 minutes. 85 minutes, they fought hard. And they almost pulled it off. CT, hashtag CTFC was trending on Twitter for about 30 minutes <laughs> because they were going to shock the world. And that's why you watch the FA Cup. That's why you should watch it. So along that point, let me tell you the lineup that Manchester City has. Second point that I have in this reaction to this match. So Manchester City did not put out their top team. So let me tell you who the starters were. All right. In the front line, you had Gabriel Azus and Ferran Torres. Okay, cool. In midfield, you had Mares, Thomas Doyle, Tom, Tommy Doyle, Academy kid. Fernandino, okay, he's a semi-regular starter. Foden, pretty much a semi-regular starter. Backline. Benjamin Mendy, not starting as much. Laporte hasn't seen a game in forever. Eric Garcia, who wants to pay his own money to get out of town. And Taylor Harwood-Bellis, who is academy kid. And goalie with Zach Steffen. Backup goalie. Now, on one hand, you can say in defense of Uncle Pep that, hey, this is the lineup you put out. You don't put out, you know, you're going against a four-tier team. You don't want to risk nobody who's on the top A team, except for maybe Mr. Foden. Uh, you put out Team C. This is with Team C. Two academy kids, a uh, bunch of folks that haven't been playing in a while. Give them some playing time. And then here's the rub. For the exception of one person who I'll get to later, for the exception of one person, None of these people seized the opportunity. This was their moment too. This was their moment. So you're an academy kid. You're sitting on the bench because you because John Stones has taken your position away because of his performances. You um, 
you're struggling. Okay? You're sitting on the bench. You're not getting game time on team A. So you get the opportunity. Uncle Pep gives you the opportunity to say, hey, we'll put you out there against a fourth-tier team to get you some playing time, and you show me what you got. You show me that you deserve to be on team A. This was their moment to shine, their moment to show Uncle Pep and S all of us that they deserve to go to team A instead of team B or C. An exception of one person, they didn't do it. None of them. I'm sorry, Jesus got a goal? I don't care. Up until three starters rolled in there. He was doing nothing. Torres, yeah, got a goal. But until three starters rolled up in there, did nothing. I feel bad for Academy kids and so forth, but that was their opportunity. This was their moment. They weren't going against a big boy team to get rolled and get found out, get caught, whatever. This was their moment too, and they didn't do it. Their mentality was not even close to Cheltenham Towns. Their mentality was, yeah, we're Manchester City. Yeah, we got the badge. Yeah, we got the big buses and crap. We got all this, you know, this is Team C. We should roll this team. Yeah, yeah, we're going to roll them, roll them. Yep. They went in there as if they had taken NyQuil right before the game. I mean, Uncle Pep was talking about joking around saying, hey, in that makeshift changing room you got, which I guess is the bar, uh, don't leave any beer behind me because we want to win. Well, it looked like with the starting lineup out there, except for one person, it looked like there were beer. They had beer beer in there and they drank it along with taking some NyQuil because they sleptwalked through that game. They sleptwalked through 65 minutes. If I were a City fan, I would be livid. I would be absolutely livid at that. That these folks didn't come to the moment. They didn't wake up from their sleepwalking nap until they were already scored upon. They didn't wake up until Uncle Pep forced into sending out Guguan, Diaz, and Cancelo. Uncle Pet was forced, being the ineptitude of the players out there who were sleepwalking like they were the walking dead for three quarters of the match. He had to throw out Guguan, Diaz, and Cancelo. He didn't want to. But he had to. He was losing. That doesn't make him a genius that he threw out those three players in particular, but he took out Doyle, Academy Kid, Hardwood Bellis, Academy Kid. I would have taken him out too. And Mendy, who actually, eh, he, he, was, he was okay. He was Mendy, whatever. Which, which everyone's saying, oh, yeah, that was a smart move. You took out those defensive players instead of pushing and putting forwards out there. Okay, whatever. But I think the move was let's get the youngsters off. And let's get Mr. Mendy off, who I don't know where his head is at half the time anyways. His head wasn't in the match either, even though, yeah, he made a great shot. That was a great save. But the others didn't perform. They missed their opportunity. 
And that's the nature of city season this year. Missed opportunities, missed going goal chances, missed converting goals. And in this match, missed opportunity for players who don't get playing time to perform. And they didn't. They sleptwalked. And it was painful to watch. It was painful because you know, City fans, you all know that these folks can play better than this. So it was very, it must have been very disappointing. I was disappointed. I was like, oh, come on. Really? So you had a team of sleepwalkers against a team who decided this was their cup final. And this is what happens. That's why you watch the FA Cup. So third point, last point. One player stood out. One player came and apparently didn't drink any beer. Wasn't a zombie the entire match. He didn't wake up in the 66th minute. He was already awake. And that is Mr. Phil Foden. I have been saying to Uncle Pep, Uncle Pep, you got to play Phil Foden. Why? Energy, talent, skill, and burgeoning technical abilities. You got to play him. Homegrown kid, bleeds blue all over the bloody place. You got to play him. You got to play him. He was the only person who rose to the moment. He was the only player on the City squad in the first 66, 70 minutes of that match who was out there to do his best, who ran, who had skill, who performed close to his ability. He scored the goal to equalize the match that changed the game around. You saw, again, his absolute skill set on display. Physically and mentally, you saw it. The only player on the city squad. Only player. So you got to give the dude credit. And Uncle Pep, you got to play him. Find a way to play him. Because he proved that he should be on team A instead of team B or C. He proved it. Okay. That's my last point. We're going to close this thing out. We're going to close this thing out for this episode. And we're going to get on to the next one. I got to watch this Manchester United women's match so I can be ready for Mr. Bateman when he comes on to give his match reaction. So we've got to keep it moving here. All right. Manchester's burning. Look at the light. Know the light is there. See the light around you. Know that the darkness is there. Don't ever let the darkness hug you. If it does, reach out. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take take care of yourselves. Manchester Burnett is out.